We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today we're going to talk about masterminds and I've got a lovely quote from the famous Napoleon Hill of Think and Grow Rich and other such books to kick us off here. So Napoleon Hill said this, Here are some interesting facts about the mastermind, which give you an idea of how important it is and how necessary that you embrace this principle and make use of it in attaining success in your chosen occupation. First of all, it is the principle through which you may borrow and use the education, the experience, the influence and perhaps the capital of other people in carrying out your own plans in life. It is the principle through which you can accomplish in one year more than you would accomplish without it in a lifetime if you depended entirely upon your own efforts for success. So quite a major statement there. I've been running e-commerce masterminds since 2015. I know that uh, Jason, you and Kyle have started really Mm -hmm. digging into the mastermind thing and loving it as part of your replens training work and some of the winning on Shopify work. So we are, I guess a bit biased about the value of masterminds but i am biased i think with a great reason uh, from my experience both as a member of some super powerful masterminds and having seen the huge progress it's underpinned for my clients over the years i'm a huge fan of the concept as a consumer as well as a, a mastermind grower i've sure. had clients grow to their first seven figure years and even one client gets a healthy eight figure year and they've attributed a good part of that success privately where there's no pressure on to being in the mastermind so if you find the right group, if you commit to it, and if you use it intelligently, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to see big results for yourself as well. So mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about how to find and use intelligently such a group. Yeah, love it. Well, I, I'm thrilled with this idea and concept. You're right. We have started to get into it. Kyle and I started our coaching work three years ago, I guess, three and a half years ago with just one-on-one clients and have had a lot of fun with it. But then in January, what we we kind of organically got into like a mastermind group where we had all these amazing coaching clients and they were all so just technically competent and amazing to work with. And we we love our coaching clients. It was just an amazing group. And but I kept saying to them, hey, you know, we have another coaching client that is really doing something interesting that you would probably really appreciate hearing about. And then I would have to ask them, hey, can I tell what you're doing here to another person? And then finally, Kyle and I were just like, you know, we should just put these people together into a mastermind. They're already our coaching clients and they would all love to know from, you know, about each other and what they're doing, we think, because they kept saying, yeah, sure, you can share. And so that's what we did. We started in January. So we're like six months into it or whatever. And it's just been a really, really powerful next step for us on the journey with our uh, clients and in their own businesses. And they've had great feedback and really enjoyed the sessions and and have learned from each other firsthand technical skills and and just inspirational uh, things. So it's just been really, really interesting to see it play out. So there you go. That's our, our foray into Masterminds. You've been doing it much, much longer than than we have. But yeah, I realized today that I've been doing it in some form since 2015 and with wow. sort of six and seven figure sellers since 2017. So yeah, it's been been a while now. And I guess it's grown out of an obsession with group dynamics that's come from mm-hmm. being a conductor and, and being part of groups for a long time. So I suppose mm-hmm. I didn't even realize why it seemed important for a while. And then I realized... Mm-hmm 
that somehow making a group dynamic really buzz and hum was always a thing of mine and yeah. it's now transferred into the, the commercial world so i've got a question for you then the mastermind is a very highly used term in marketing including yeah. the e-commerce space not least amazon which is always full of the hypiest marketing let's face it but it's a term coined by napoleon hill who i reference with i think a very specific meaning so i've got my thoughts on what this word means but how would you define the word mastermind what does it mean to you jason mm. you know i consider myself in a mastermind group with one other person actually and then it grew to like four of us so to me, it's it's certainly about a small group. I think you could just use this, the phrase small group. That's probably the sufficient non-technical you know technical term, just a small group of like-minded or, or a similar, you know, kind of interested people. And, and I'm a part of several groups that are not what I would consider a mastermind. So for example, there's a group of local businessmen who get together for lunch every other Tuesday. And they're all older than me. I'm 50, but they're all in their 60s and 70s. And they all have big businesses. But it's honestly like, I, it's just not, I don't consider it a mastermind because I don't extract any value from it. Not that I'm like trying to be selfish or anything, but it's just not, it doesn't feed me in any constructive way. So that's not a mastermind. And then, you know, like for our church, we have like home group we've been a part of where we're like, all get together and, and, but it's not vocational in any way. So that's not a mastermind. So I think there's some interesting elements here where it's got to be on topic vocationally with the group of peers that you're willing to open up with. And, in a, and it's got to be a small group, you know, which I would think is probably, I don't know, two to 20 in that range. Interesting. Does that yeah, help think, define it in any way? I don't know. I think if it, it does. does but... I think, uh, yeah, I think what you've come to and you've defined what it isn't. I, I think it's not a bunch of people mm -hmm. in the same industry coming together for lunch. I mean, that's, by the mm -hmm. way, a wonderful thing. It's what I did this morning. Yeah. See people come together from a different industry for breakfast. But yeah, I think you're right. It, it isn't a huge group. I think it's defining what it isn't. I think it's not a class. And people sometimes call something a mastermind where they have a visiting, you know, person speaking from the front, which could be very valuable. But I don't mm -hmm. think that's a mastermind. Right. I don't think it's group coaching either. And this is the subtle difference. I think if you've got a group of like you've been running group coaching recently mm -hmm. a lot. And if you've got somebody there teaching from the front and a bunch of people in the room, even if they're interacting with each other to a degree, yeah. that's a very powerful thing. And I don't think that's a mastermind either. And I right. don't think it's just like a networking meeting either, which is a bit mm -hmm. like a sort of breakfast club for, for business people or something. Yeah. I think you put your finger on the fact that a small group, a group of peers, and that you're willing to open up to each other. I yes. think that's kind of the key mm -hmm. to the culture if you like of a mastermind i mean for me i guess i'm prejudiced because i've i've been doing things in a certain way for a few years so i kind of think that's the right way and it's just one way but yeah, i yeah. think a small group even if it's you, you can sign non-disclosure agreements or you like but there has to be a basic trust yes. especially in yeah. a hyper competitive space like amazon and i think that really that for me that there are several practices and we can talk about the, the exact ways to use it and we should but mm -hmm. i think for me the the key is that you have individual hot seats for each member where you mm -hmm. get to talk about individual challenges but then the group responds and i think yeah. for me that's the the heart of a mastermind there are other things you can do but if the focus is on the mental being the person with all the answers which if it's the right mental can be a wonderful thing again mm -hmm. i don't think that's a mastermind thing that's like group coaching so i think those are the two those are the two elements for me that that make a mastermind not just a small group but a, a very particular yeah. kind of small group which done the right way in my experience is, is really powerful can I mention just weaving thoughts together here? One piece that I just realized, I just I never thought about it before. I just listened to a podcast I love, James Altucher's podcast, and he had a guest on and they were talking, the guest I think is the editor of Entrepreneur Magazine or Inc. or something like that. But they were talking about how people usually describe themselves. 
on a hero's journey kind of framework. And they said they usually describe themselves as I started my journey and I succeeded. <laughs> and that's, and they said what they leave out is the most important part of a hero's journey, which is I started my journey. I uh, encountered a huge problem or setback and then I succeeded. And what they said is that piece in the middle, that second step, I encountered a hard problem and I had to overcome it. That piece is what we all appreciate learning about. It's what bonds us to people. And I guess what we're saying here is my every other Tuesday local businessmen's lunch is not a mastermind because no one will reveal their problems. No one is, has, no one is willing to do a revelation of my current you know, challenge. Like, hey, guys, I can't meet payroll tomorrow. Or, you know, hey, guys, my, you know, my building just got condemned or, you know, like it's the real things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I think that's the element of a mastermind. I just am realizing this as we're processing it. That's really valuable is that revelation of problem and the uh, group brainstorming around solving problems together. It really that's very interesting that you've identified that because I, I guess I knew that we've got a good atmosphere and culture going in that one of the masterminds I run and of course you've been at one of the mm-hmm. very very few guests or the facilitators in fact so far mm-hmm. one yeah. and and that's by design it's mostly about peer-to-peer work yeah. and if somebody comes in as you did you sort of facilitate discussion but it's a bit of a different thing it's a bit more like group coaching and, mm-hmm. and valuable that is too but I think yeah you put your finger on something that has happened organically and i guess that it, it's a bit like i experienced in or- in orchestra and other people might experience in in i know uh, one amazon seller is an ex-marine and that is that kind of bonding that happens when you're under fire together mm-hmm. because when you're in one business together you bond and that's very powerful but if you are the ceo or, or you know the owner manager whatever you want to call it you can't afford to discuss some stuff with your team that is a problem for your business right. you and then you're kind of on your own and that having that that place to bond with each other mm-hmm. you're right it really does bond you and and it's got an emotional sort of uplift that is different from just intellectual input and you're absolutely right i mean i kind of i guess i'm focused on intellectual sort of input and by accident i'd also created something where people really bond with each mm-hmm. other yeah um Interesting. Okay, so we're digging back on the layers underneath the ideas of mastermind small groups, and I think there's a lot of valuable content there. And I totally resonate with your point about saying in the group, you have to be in a group that you can trust people and the trustworthy people. They can't be your competitors. They can't be frenemies. You know, you've got to have people who you can really honestly share. And so, in some ways, it's helpful if they're not in your direct niche or, you know, maybe not immediate industry, but because they are a little more removed and objective, you know, from your specific drama and can speak into it with clarity and wisdom. Well, so we've defined a good set of things that a mastermind is not. It's not a class. It's not group coaching. It's not just a networking event. But there's also, you know, these online virtual mastermind groups and they can get unwieldy. There's like mega mastermind groups that just get large like, you know, there's like 400 people in a group or something like that. What are your thoughts on that kind of, if it goes in that direction in terms of the size or that kind of thing? I, I'm a member of uh, a similar thing myself at the moment, and it's very valuable. And I wouldn't call it a mastermind. I just think yeah. it's important to be clear what you know, labels and names can get confusing. So it's important to just know what the nature of something is rather than obsess about the word. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's just a different thing. It's a big sort of coaching group and there's a lot of momentum there and that's fine. But I've actually, in the middle of that, just created 
for my own sake, not charging anyone for it, a little group of about 14 people, of whom about between four and eight, depending on who can turn up, meet every two weeks. And that is a mastermind because it's hot seat based and it's tiny and we all trust each other and know each other. So <laughs> within a big group like that, you can actually have a mastermind. And I think that combination is super powerful. And by the way, not by coincidence that I'm going to be creating, well, I'm in the middle of creating some training for six figure sellers trying to get to seven and the Amazon space, private label sellers based on exactly that combination, because I think it is big, powerful. Where I think it falls down is calling something a mastermind when it's actually just big group coaching. You know, that's a different beast. And I think it's good to be clear about the difference for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's value in that, but but you're right. It is a much broader concept, and uh, and it's but those can be valuable groups. Yeah. I I think why not do both? And I guess the answer is because mm-hmm. it's harder to scale and it's harder work to run a good mastermind. There is an yeah. art to it as much as a science, and yeah. I guess a lot of people aren't geared to that. They're just geared to scale, scale, scale. Can I mm-hmm. sell lots of um, you know places in a group course? Can I sell lots of digital versions of my course? And, yeah. and I understand that, but I don't think it serves the the members as well as a real mastermind. I think it's harder work to run, but it serves the members just much more. And I think it's just more powerful. It's a different beast in my opinion. So let me ask you this. What do you think the best reasons to join a mastermind are? I think it's actually surprisingly huge number of reasons. So if you don't do it, I I don't think you get to see your business objectively. Now using a coach can help with that. You may be missing downsides or dangers that you didn't even know exist. You don't know what you don't know. You may be missing a a massive upside opportunity. For example, your business might be selling it sellable and you might not realize that until you see somebody else with a similar business preparing to sell and you think, oh, I can do that. So some of these things um, will be solved by a coach. But I do think that really... The, the biggest advantages are, as well as seeing your business objectively, seeing hidden dangers, seeing missing opportunities and following through. That's all the stuff that a coach can help with. But the thing that a mastermind does that's unique, industry friendships. And as you, to your point, very, very good point, you bond strongly with people. You really get to know and trust each other when you've really worked through some programs to, problems together over the period of months or even years. I've got people in my masterminds who've known each other for three years and they really know each yeah. other. And they're doing joint deals, one's yeah. serving the other. And there's a lot of, you know, peer-to-peer stuff that happens. The other things, it's one thing to have top-down accountability, manager style with your coach, but it's another thing altogether to have positive peer pressure. You look across and go, I could do that. Why am I not doing that? And you go back to your, we had one guy in the mastermind who would always go back and, and he brought his assistant to meetings sometimes. And she was always coming. Yeah. He goes, X yeah. comes back from our meetings and then he has a list to do as long as his arm because he wants what everyone else has got. And that's huge. Similar. You, you can be inspired by other people doing things if you need uplifting. And mm-hmm. then th- perhaps most of all, there's a huge sort of learning net. There's often a spread of background expertise, for example, analytics in marketing, branding. We've had people with engineering backgrounds. So you can work with the product development. Uh, they often have a spread of experience in e-commerce, as you said, with different categories. There's lots of uh, different external experts they've used, some better than others, good lawyers, bad lawyers, good accountants, bad accountants, software. And it's a place to share wins who actually get you as well, because <laughs> your wife or husband probably doesn't know what you're talking about half the time. So those yeah. are just a few of the real upsides that I don't think you can replicate with a big group, with a coach, anywhere else. This is what makes it magic. I love that. A couple of thoughts come to my mind as you share that. And I've talked about this movie before, so I apologize. I only have a few movies I really like, but the one one of them that I really, really like that is really interesting twist on this is The Edge with Alec Baldwin and uh, who's the guy? Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yes, 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 Anthony oh, Hopkins. Okay. One of our famous so, exports, yeah. Yes, so yeah, there you go. So it's him and Alec Baldwin and they're out in the wilderness together in Alaska. The, the whole scene is set up so that they have to survive. 
and they have this huge bear chasing them and it's going to kill them and they don't know how to kill it. And Anthony Hopkins looks on the matchbook cover, like a little box matches. And it's a old fashioned picture of two native Americans, native, native peoples, and they're holding pikes and a big bear is like about to kill them, but they have these big spears. And then, and he gets this idea. We could kill this thing with these big poles like these these native guys did in this matchbook cover. So he gets like in essence he's in this mastermind group through a matchbook cover with Alec Baldwin who's an idiot in the movie is like not helpful at all and then these guys who have greater wisdom than he does and they're not even there present with him and and so then of course they go through the process of trying to figure out how to, you know, confront the bear. And and I love that movie. It's a it's a fantastic movie. You should go watch it if you haven't. And it speaks to this whole idea of having the both insight but also encouragement from peers. And you know how we are like as business people, we all do this in our personal life and business life. We make reasons why we can't do something. Like, oh, let's here's an example. Oh, text SMS marketing, oh, too complicated. I, I can't do that. I don't have any phone numbers in my system you know, or whatever. Oh, contests. Oh no, that's too hard. Oh, email marketing. No, I, 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 it's too expensive. I don't have time. Oh, blogging. No, I, I'm not a good writer. We make all of these initial like, no kind of reasons why we don't want to do something. And a really good mastermind just by the presentation of other people saying, man, I just crushed it with whatever it is. It strips back that mental, like, defense mechanism that you put in place and it makes you realize oh i put that i put that excuse in place because i didn't i because i was protecting myself from new work different work being a, having a beginner mind doing something i haven't done before but in truth here's another person that's just like me they're not any smarter than me their business is similar to mine and they just did it and they told me it only took like 30 minutes huh. now what's my excuse it's huge. And, and here's yeah. the thing I would just say in terms of, the, if you like, this sort of psychological model behind this. And again, I haven't really kind of quite articulated this. This is why conversation to the point of coaches or masterminds is, is always revely, revealing, which is this. The model that a coach or a consultant or even mentor, or let alone guru, if you're on a spectrum towards, mm-hmm. you know, parking a brain at the door implies is a father or possibly mother figure. Mm-hmm. And that's how we learn when we're small children. But mm-hmm. my understanding, and I, I'm not an expert with teenagers, so I've done enough teaching of different ages of music over there over the decades mm-hmm. to know that to influence a teenager you need to get their peers on board and if they see their peers doing it they will just do it <laughs> and right. if their mum or dad says it when you're six your dad's some godlike figure when you're right. 16 your dad you know does yeah. it or your mum does it that's the last thing you're going to do and there yeah. is something of that dynamic i think in <laughs> particularly entrepreneurs sometimes mm-hmm. get a bit like stroppy teenagers they're very willful they, they are very kind of brilliant but also just kind of sometimes mm-hmm. the last thing they're going to do is the normal stuff that you should do right. and the idea of should is a very kind of parental idea i think whereas seeing what somebody else is doing i could do that and then you get that mm-hmm. sibling rivalry dynamic mm-hmm. that that could really kick off action in a way that I've seen it within the masterminds. It, to the extent that it makes me laugh, right. the the it makes me laugh, but it makes people a lot of money at the same time, which is a cool combination. They give honestly in my mastermind sometimes being British, they're so sarcastic to each other, and that's when I know that the dynamic of the group is is going, and they're sarcastic. They kind of take mm-hmm. the mick out of mm-hmm. each other, and and mm-hmm. you know. And but you know what else? It's because they actually care about each other's opinions, so they're kind of handling that in a very man-to-man way. Women are, of course, way more sophisticated when they're in the mastermind and behave better. But yeah, 
yeah, that dynamic's really important, and yeah. uh, it's funny that you've just mentioned that. So look, let's let's talk about the practicalities. How do we get the maximum benefit out of the mastermind? Now we've got a list of I think six ways. I know the first one you've something you've had a bit of a mixed bag of experiences with, and that's a really important one to talk about. So tell us about the first thing that we should be looking for to get the most out of a mastermind membership. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tricky dance to find a mastermind group that's the right group for you. And so the first suggestion is choose a mastermind with, that's aligned with your business model and your goals. And I would say even beyond that, people who you would say are just, in essence, I suppose, a good fit in terms of ethos and morals and you know, kind of business style, you could call it, culture fit maybe. And yeah, I, I was a part of a mastermind group for, I don't know, about a year and when I joined it, I was honored to join it because it was sort of an elite thing, you know, a little bit that was sold that way a little bit and, you know, a small group and it was expensive. But when I joined and I, you know, as I was a new kid on the block, I was a new person joining an existing mastermind group, which is sort of an awkward vibe. But what I realized after a few months or I don't know, six months or something like that was actually, as it happens, everyone in the group was sort of in, well, they certainly weren't in e-commerce. They were more life coaches, authors, people who were, you know, they were into making money online and that kind of stuff. But the real intensity of the technical uh, competencies were very, very different. And so, you know, they'd have topics that were okay of interest to me, like, okay, I, I could hear about whatever. But frequently, I find, would find myself saying, mm, this is not just not a fit. These aren't my people. This isn't my group. I'm like in the wrong class. I showed up to the wrong class in college or whatever. And like, I should be in the social studies department, not in the chemistry department or something. And so for me, I think it's a really important thing is to choose the right group. And, and again, it's not just vocational competency, but there are things like, you know, is everyone's goal in your group to have a Lamborghini and to, are they bros? basically in the common vernacular who are just internet, you know, make a bunch of money people. That's not my vibe. Those aren't my people. And so I think it's important to find, you know, kind of the right group to associate yourself with as sort of a first step. Yeah, really important. I guess uh, one of the upsides of, of what I do, because it's so narrow, I mean, just sort of private labelers on Amazon, and I define this sort of minimum turnover, which is, by the way, Chris Call, it's one thing to have a Facebook yeah. group of 10,000 people, as, as there are quite a few out there who, quotes sell on Amazon or allegedly do. And it's a, quite another to have people who are running the same business model, private label or replans or whatever it may be, and are actually doing some serious numbers and are actually committed. And yeah, I, I've, by the way, I've tried running both. I've tried running a mastermind for newbies and people who are brand new, and there's nothing wrong with being new to anything. But the majority of people didn't take action. A few did, and those are the people who are going to go on and succeed and good for them. So there's nothing intrinsically bad or good about the differences. But there's the continuity and the commitment level for people who are already established has been completely different. So my learning from that is uh, both as a mastermind runner, but more importantly as a member, that if you want that continuity and continuous value exchange, you need to find other people who are very committed to what they're doing. And uh, that's really yeah. important. And yeah. I think... Revenue is an extremely crude yardstick for that, but it does help as, as a way of looking at it. But yeah. the other thing is, yeah, industry, as you say, I mean, the needs for a technical e-commerce person are, are so, it's such a technical industry that, yeah, it's really yeah. important to have that, I think. And what else is important, do you think? What, well, I do think that this is a piece where we could actually be better. I think what we're really, really good at in the 10K Collective is, is the technical help and the bonding and the trust. 
the one of the ways that we could be better is is to clarify goals and that's easier for a coach and maybe in the end you need a coach to hold you accountable this kind of happens a bit more organically because if one person succeeds other people tend to want to copy yeah. them mm-hmm. which is really helpful we've talked about that dynamic before but i think one way that a facilitator of a mastermind can help if they do it well and this is something i'm working on is is to kind of keep a scoreboard and yeah. kind of just kind of encourage that gentle not exactly competition but that peer-to-peer awareness and the fact that we're all here to grow and to hold people accountable to that group purpose of we're here for growth so we don't want stagnation we don't want people saying for the same three months in a row oh i'm thinking of doing x and one of my mastermind members this is a sign of health in the group i think did a couple of months ago say to somebody look you've been saying this for three months more or less fairly directly and i think it's important that we grow (laughs) and i said yeah i have to agree Mm -hmm. so managing that is a subtle but important art as well oh i love that yeah i I totally agree Hey folks, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the e-commerce leader. It's a weekly thing now, pretty ingrained habit for us. We hope it is for you and we hope above all, it's a habit that's growing your ability to be the best e-commerce leader you can be because that really is what we're trying to do. I really think that the mastermind thing is is a fantastic a discussion point i've never really discussed with somebody else how we run our boots so i try and keep it close to my chest because i know there are other people circling around trying to work out what we're doing because there's been a little bit of a sort of underground buzz about some of the stuff we're doing if i may say so in london anyway i mean i'm not claiming that we're super massive because we're not we're not about size we're about quality and i think that's the key for an e-commerce mastermind and hopefully uh, you've been inspired as well to go and look for one because i think that there are amazing things that happen in a really good quality small group a genuine mastermind and uh, we talked about what the difference is between that and a big old group and group coaching which is great i'm a fan myself but that is not the same thing and so yeah if you're inspired then um, go and check out uh, what's available for you where you happen to be obviously uh, a couple of places you can check out if you want to work with myself or jason as the facilitator of the group or or jason's friends in, in his case for amazing fba um and the 10k collective mastermind just go to the amazonmastermind.com now little caveat that is all about the mastermind as it was and i haven't updated the sales page until i saw what stabilized in covid times and i've left it too long so that's my bad so what you'll see there is is an articulation of how things worked before we went online basically the online version is very similar but instead of we meeting once a month for a whole day in london we meet twice a month for half a day or an afternoon online on zoom and what's going to happen going forwards is probably from sort of mid uh, 2021 whatever, June, July, August, maybe even September, depending on how the dynamics of it play out, we will be meeting online mostly, but we'll meet three or four times a year, depending on what the right rhythm is for everyone in person. That probably will be London-centred, although we have met in Barcelona before as well. So it is European-centred for the American-based listeners or those who want something different. The best thing to contact is winningonshopify.com and then look for the contact page to talk with Jason and Kyle. So Jason and Kyle really have two different paths at this point for, for their mastermind work. The first one, as Jason's mentioned, the CEO small group that's grown out of their coaching clients, led by Jason and Kyle, and just ask them about that, winningonshopify.com, and then look for the contact page. And then the Replens Mastermind is a very recent thing they're just kicking off right now at the time of recording, so mid-early mid May. And that's going to be led by Kate and Danny Stock and then Kyle as well. So Jason won't be highly involved in that because it's, it's Amazon-focused. And again, go to winningonshopify.com and look for the contact page. They're both exciting opportunities, and obviously, if you're in America, even the time zones make a difference, even if you're online. 
and of course the possibility of meeting up in person does help so i would my suggestion would be that you find uh, a mastermind that's in the kind of same um, hemisphere that if you're based on the west coast it's just about doable to have a mastermind based on the east coast i mean in the united states i'm talking about if you're based in western europe then then our mastermind might make sense for you but i wouldn't necessarily suggest joining a mastermind that is many many time zones and thousands of miles away from you just a small hint there but anyway whether or not you choose to join our particular masterminds i hope you're inspired by the the power in a mastermind i certainly am a huge believer in it and i'm going to continue to nurture the best masterminds i can to help people so hope you're inspired by the same thing as well as ever folks don't forget to leave us a bit of love if you can in return for all the work we put in to try and help you and we will continue to do so just as ever give us one two three four five stars if you're on apple podcasts and you don't even need to leave a review obviously if you can leave a review we'd love it and whichever podcast player you use don't forget to subscribe so you get the good stuff coming direct to you each week thanks for listening that was the e-commerce leader podcast with michael Vizi in london england and jason miles in seattle washington if you liked this content don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app for free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.